Hello and welcome to TFT Talk, the podcast where we talk about all things TFT. If you want to learn a cop on beat, YouTube is right on your phone, babe. Well, cis people are going to play your roles and you can't play cis roles, so you can't play anything. So, so I come out and I like, I tell my mom in the middle of the Wendy's drive-thru. And everyone's, and one time they just was like, Macy, are you, are you gay? And I was like, it's everyone's favorite director, Nico Castro. And I'm your new and upcoming actress and co-host, Kennedy Alexis. Um, I'm that like Texas bad bitch. She's trying to do all this like artsy shit. Y'all just told me what to do and I'm motherfucking do it. Um, this is Macy. I, I want to go by MAC. We'll see if it sticks. And I'm America's favorite queer abolitionist, Gabe. Um, just living the life. Hello, hello. How are you guys? I'm vibing. How are y'all? It's all right. We're living. We're living. We're out here. We're doing Great. things. It is hot in LA right Ridiculous. now. <laughs> no, it is. I'm, as to quote Sarah, I was on her podcast yesterday. It's hot as balls out here right now. Oh my God. Are you in LA? Did you move to LA? I did. I did. I'm in my tiny little studio apartment now. Oh my God. Cool. I mean, you have your own space. No, it's, I, I worked like at Applebee's for a while and I saved up a bunch of money and then I'm getting a job here and, you know, got to be paying that rent, paying my bills. I know, not pay that rent. No, I'm about to move in March um, with this girl. Um, I'm going to move for the spring quarter. I'm going to try to stay for summer and like stay into fall and just be here the whole time. Um, and I'm like, yo, I'm stay trying to save money. And it is hard, yo. It is hard. So the way that we like to get this podcast started is by asking our guests that wonderful, amazing question that has kind of been in the back of our heads uh, for this entire winter season. Why do you do what you do? And what we mean by that is why do you do what you do in theater? So really, if you guys want to just kind of start off by telling us what you do in theater and then why you do it. Well, I think my love for like the arts came from my family like religiously watches movies like ever since i can remember it's just been like we sit down every night and we watch a like feature-length film all together and that's what got me like really into movies and then really into acting i guess because like i was really always captivated by like the emotions that people would be able to convey across the screen so um then I accidentally put that on the back burner because I thought I was going to be an artist, like a visual artist in college. And then I got cast at my first show my freshman year and I was like, oh no, this is it. This is what I want. And I just kept doing theater throughout high school. And I guess like the biggest turning point was my theater teacher made us go see a show. Uh, I think it was junior year. And it was the first time I'd ever seen like a trans person play a trans character on stage. And that that was like the first time that I was like, oh, I actually belong in theater. Because like up till then, I had been like auditioning for both. I was out, but I was auditioning for both female and male roles. And I was getting cast as both. And it was really not fun for me. And then I saw that show and I was like, trans people exist in theater and exist in the world and I can do this. And so then like, I got way more serious about it. And I like the reason I do theater is because like, I wanna tell those trans stories so that people like me who didn't think that they belonged anywhere would find out that they really do, so. Period, as you should, King, period. And Macy? Um, I mean, mine was always just like, 
my mom put me in poetry competitions because I could always like speak and shit. And my grandma put me in like all this like black history shit and all this stock talk, blah, 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 church shit. And I got into like prose and monologues and like poetry. And I was writing poetry and reading poetry. And then I got into, and my grandmother always took me to black theater in Houston. Like there's a really big black theater in Houston called the Ensemble Theater. And they took me there a lot. And I would always be like, oh my God, I wish I could sing. Or, oh my God, I wish I was pretty. Or, oh my God, I wish I was skinny. Or, oh my God, I wish. Like, I would always say I wish I was all these different things. So I felt like I deserved to be on stage or deserved to be on camera. And then as I got older, um, I found myself just like feeling like I was rejected in every other aspect. Like I was an athlete and I, I was smart, but I never felt like comfortable. And then I ended up in theater and it kind of like, it really saved me. It saved me from like mental, I mean, it didn't save me from mental problems, but it helped me through them and like, it gave me community and it made me feel seen and it made me aspire to be the better version of myself so like now it's yeah sure i have eating problems or yeah sure i have depression or anxiety problems but i love putting on art and for me to go to this audition i'm going to have to eat or for me to go to this audition or perform this show i'm gonna have to go to sleep tonight and it gives me meaning and i feel like the higher the stakes get the more meaning i find in the world and in my own life so it's like this reciprocal um love situation so that's why I do theater that's so beautiful I completely understand the will to live through theater like kind of concept and like it's mm -hmm. like I don't know that's something just like very very relatable so I don't know that's very beautiful and very like it's home it is if you guys are comfortable sharing um what was your coming out experience like because you don't have to share if you don't want to um but just to like since we since this um this episode is focused on like theater and queerness and like um, accepting like yourself and like I'm I'm not familiar with this because I'm not part of the community but I, I am a humble ally that always supports and always wants to be here for every person. Um, so if you are comfortable sharing, I fucking I came out because I started having feelings for my best friend in eighth grade and I told everyone but my best friend and i didn't tell her until she's actually going to ucla fun fact we went to school together since we were nine years old and we went to different high schools and we both and we said we were going to go to ucla together when we were like 10 years old and like we both got in so uh yeah so we anyway so they're gonna fall in love later fall in love no i'm just um, that's not my girl. I mean, that's my bitch but that's not my, that's not my girl you know what i'm saying so long story short i was telling everyone how nice that her ass was um and how i wanted to touch it but i wasn't sure how to tell her and everyone's and one time they just was like macy are you are you gay and i was like Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I, and then, uh, this other lady who, see, I thought she was cool until she pissed on the floor in the bathroom in middle school because she was really hot. Point is, is that's how I realized I was gay or bi or whatever. And at the whole grade, I didn't know anyone thought I was freaky, even though I was hot. Gabe, would you like to just kind of tell us about your coming out experience and like what that was like? Yeah. So, like, I think eighth grade was like me being like, I don't care what other people think of me. And then I like went. I went to like, I remember I went to the beach with my friends and it was like all my queer friends and there were like trans people that were like part of that group. And I was like, could you guys like maybe call me like Gabe and use male pronouns? Cause I think, I think I would like that. And, and they did and it felt a lot better. And then I had a, like I had to take a health class that summer. So like, they were like, write your name and pronouns on this card. And I was like, oh fuck. And then I wrote, I wrote Gabe and I wrote he, him. And like, that was, I guess like that was when I came out to like the school and I had to like, I had to go through all this administrative stuff of like, 
let my teachers know that I am trans, like all this stuff that like I like I, I wanted to change my name at school, but I couldn't because I had to tell my, my dad that I wanted to do that. And when I came out to my parents, they like it always comes from a place of love. They don't want you to like get hurt and they don't want you to like they don't want people to like hate crime you, obviously. Um, but I neither of them really like they were like, okay, we're not gonna make changes though. And like, I, it was, it was, I, I don't know how to explain it. Cause like my, my mom was actually my teacher in my freshman year. So like I was called Gabe in every class except hers because she wasn't ready yet because she works at the school that I went to. And I think the fact that she did work at the school though was so good for her because the fact that her colleagues were sitting around her and being like, your son, your son, your son. And then she'd be like, oh, and she would think of my older brother, but then they would be like, no, 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 Gabe. And she'd be like, oh. And she realized that because her colleagues were saying it, it was okay, like, like it was normal. Like it, it wasn't a big deal and she got more comfortable with it. And the same thing happened with my brother is like, he didn't really, make a change all throughout high school like his friends knew me as his little sister and um when he went to college he realized that what he had been doing was like not fair to me and he like he like sent me this whole long text and was like i'm so sorry that i did this like can we like try this again like it was it was really mean of me to do that and so like my brother's my best friend now and um it's just it's my, my dad is the one that's not fully there yet like he makes an effort like this year's christmas card had my name in it and like everything and I'm, I'm out to pretty much my entire family at this point um but he still like i went home for christmas and he still doesn't use my name or pronouns very frequently like he's definitely made strides but he's always he's always like the old habits die hard kind of guy like he's very traditional and it's uh, like he it, it hasn't really computed for him yet so no no it, I understand that and it's, it's really hard and it's just like it's like one of those things where it's just going to be that constant battle until you get to the point where he's just like fucking has to accept it because it's like there's no other other way to like road to go down it's like you have to get over it old man sorry about it <laughs> Yes, amen. Period. Um, oh my, I admire your courage, Gabe. Cause fuck, I mean, I literally, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'd have the courage. Um. So, Nick, how about you share with us your coming out story, if you feel comfortable too? Um. For me, it was really interesting because in the same way as Macy where it was just kind of one of those things where it's like you see very, very attractive men, and you're like interesting I have feelings and then and then like like those feelings progress and then like and then uh that's how I came out so I had this huge huge crush on this guy and and I had to tell my mom because I was convinced that he was the love of my life and that we were going to get married and like we were gonna have like a million babies that were gonna be performers and run a theater together um that has not happened no. he did not like me back because the man was a senior and I was a freshman oh. so, so so I come out and I like I tell my mom in the middle of the Wendy's drive-through 
and she she gives me my food and we have a very very silent car ride and then we have to go to like some swim practice meeting and then so we sit like on opposite ends of the cafeteria and this woman just has to sit there for like an hour with this information and like just has to process it and I feel so bad because I feel like I bamboozled her when I came out but but um she, she took a second to kind of like become very, very accepting of it. My dad, surprisingly, was kind of very, very accepting of it at first because he was like, he was like, no matter what, I still love you. But I feel like it was more of a scripted version of that because I don't know if he really meant it at that point, but he knew it was the thing that he needed to say. So I was very, very grateful to have that experience. But we've come such a long way because even with like that, came the whole like, well, are you sure you're gay? Like, are you sure you're not bi? And then like, and they, they, they bring up like past friendships with girls and stuff and like try to use that to justify like me not being gay, which was really interesting. But it was just, it's, it was a very, very long battle of like them not really like believing it until one day they just like believed it, I guess. And now they make jokes about it. And my mom will be like, hey, Nick, do you want this drink? Get it? Cause it's fruity. Cause you're a fruit, and I'm like, join me. Not the fruity. That is so real. And and she, so so my parents. It's so interesting because my parents have gone from from like 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 not really accepting it to accepting it too much. And it's like it's like I'm very I'm very happy that we're at that point in our relationship now, and and I really love my parents. So coming out was a a very fun bamboozlement of both my parents. I made my mom wait like two weeks before she was able to tell my dad. And I feel like, like that was, that was really hard for her. And, and like, I really, I just made it like the hardest process for my mom ever. But, but um, I still hold the belief that it's nobody's goddamn business Period. what my sexuality is. So even, even to come out to my parents was like a thing for me, I guess. So like, I haven't come out to like any of my family formally, I guess, like, because it's not their business. Yeah, so it's not. So it's like, if they listen to this podcast and they're like, oh, Nick is gay. I'm like, yes. How do you feel like that the industry casts straight um, individuals as these gay roles? And it's like, is it, cause I, I understand like in a way, I mean, I can't understand. And I mean, like it's the same thing, but different um, how they um, like cast the same black people in the same roles, like the light skin, um, curly hair, wavy hair, like, or like the, or the mixed girl. But, and it's like, not every black person looks like that. And it's just, um, for me, it's frustrating. Cause it's like, I want to make money. I want to get jobs. But then, but it's hard when you want to cast the same people over and over again, because they have the name and they have the title and the platform to back up who's going to watch it. So like, um, how do you feel like things not being accurate and not portrayed in a way, or like, you're basically telling a straight person, okay, here's this role. I want you to act gay. Go. How do, so how do um, all three of you feel about that? Because I don't know how that is. And um, I forgot what um, movie it was or they wanted um, Jennifer Lawrence to play a, um, a trans or I don't know. I, I don't know, but- That's, that's Scarlett Johansson as a trans man. Um, I was really about that. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Sorry, Jeff <laughs> <Lawrence>. you know <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, no, I have so many thoughts about this. I get into this discourse about trans roles so frequently because it is such a thing in Hollywood of like, like Nick was saying, it, like 
when they cast cis women and cis men as trans men and trans women, it, it not only does it perpetuate the stereotype that that's what trans people are, is just like people in disguise, which, which is ridiculous, but it also shows trans people that this is what we see when we look at you. We see you not as a male, we see you as a woman who put on like, put on some like contour and like made a fake beard, you know? And, and the other thing, I use this, um, I use this example quite frequently is um, I watched The Danish Girl a, a little while ago. And while I think it is a fantastic movie, I thought it was really well acted. It did make me cry, um, but they cast, they cast Eddie Redmayne as the trans woman who, by the way, this trans woman is a real trans, was a real trans woman who did go through this surgery to uh, this sexual, uh, this, um, I don't want to say the wrong word for it. Sexual affirmation. Or gender, gender affirming surgery. Right. Okay. Um, and he like, he, everyone was like, oh my God, this is like, he's so good at this. Like he, the way he acts in this is like, so like, it's so bold and brave of him to like be a trans woman. It's like, he's, he's acting the way that he would think a trans woman acts. And then he is like, he is performing transness and people are like, oh, that is so, he's so brave for that. When it's like, it's not his lived experience. And- But not even that, it's like, you're calling this man brave for performing transness. You realize that trans people exist, right? Exactly. Like, and they actually live a real life. That's the thing. <laughs> it, it, like, like it's just it's so frustrating because like then then I hear like people are like well then like you can't you can't say that like cis people can't play trans roles because then you can say that trans people can't play cis roles no, and it's like that is not the fuck the king okay so 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 when we get into this conversation you have to get into the conversation of power who has the power so yes a trans person can play a cis person because there are no trans roles for trans people to play exactly yeah. and that's that's the that's thing that I constantly get into is like like, I think that it's great for, like, it's a great learning experience for cis people to play trans people and have to do the research and have to understand, like, what trans people go through on a daily basis. That in itself is a really good educational experience that I don't think we should stop cis people from having. Obviously not in the sense that, like, they understand completely because they'll never understand, but it, it is a good ed educational experience. However, there are a very few, there are very few trans people who actually get cast as these roles that are being made about trans people. So saying that trans people can't play cis people is just being like, you don't belong in this goddamn industry. It just like boxes us out entirely when you say that, well, cis people are gonna play your roles and you can't play cis roles. So you can't play anything. I can play a cis role and I can also play a trans role because I have lived that. Yeah, um, and I, sorry, last question, because they're just coming out of my brain now. Um, do you think it's okay, because um, for like, I know I asked a question, because I'm like a straight person, not knowing anything about this and wanting to be informed, but I know it's not your job to answer it. You can just like, Kennedy, search it up. Straight person, search it up, because Google is, um, is um, here for you, morning, day, and night. 
any time of the day you want. So, and I know like, even for me and my experiences, like I'm black, I'm not going to tell you the black experience. You can search it up. And if, and if the unreliable source that you just heard about is still having you confused, of course, come to me, but I'm not your little dictionary. I'm not your thesaurus. I'm not your one-way ticket to um, black town. And just like me as a straight person is not your one-way ticket to um, queer town. And I respect that. So like, what is stepping over the line and what is like, okay, I can answer your question, but then it's like, okay, you need to okay. Google it, babe, because I'm right. not your, I'm um, not your answer. I've, I've, I've experienced this quite a lot. Like I did, I did a show, um, I did a, like a version of Sense and Sensibility over the summer before senior year um, that I was Edward, which was great, but they were like kind of short on people who were in the cast and they wanted to make one of the guys play like this really old woman who is like very like loud and like I don't know she's very like ah. uh, <laughs> but um the director took me aside and was like hey like do you think that this would be offensive if I did this and I was like so you're you're asking me about like this form of drag just because I'm trans. Like it, it, that's what it like, that's what it felt like is like he singled me out and was like, do you think this is offensive because you're trans if I were to cast this man as a woman? And I was like, like drag is a thing. Like, it's not like he's pretending that he is a woman. He's just a man in a woman's like costume having a good time like I don't like there there are certain times that it does be the woman and I was like that is offensive but well but that would oh no I begin that too they'd be like Macy do you think you could like like do you think it's offensive if we have them be like yeah bitch or hey girl or like do that or like or they'll be like can you teach him how to clap on beat or like, oh my God, I'm so dead. They be having me lead claps. And they like, they make me teach, oh my God, and you're in town, you know, Run Freedom Run. I literally had to teach them how to like, what Baptist singing sound like. So like, you know how it's like, um, it's like a run, freedom, run, freedom, run away. Like literally like I, those the main boys, white boy, he was like, run, freedom, run, run. I was like, no, 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 no. And literally this whole rehearsal, I was like, da 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 And I had to teach a bunch of white folks rhythm. And I feel like- That is not your job. Either you're born with it or you're not. Dang, I was so used to this bullshit that I was just like, I would rather us not embarrass ourselves. Come on, y'all. That's how we do it. I taught them how to stomp. I taught them how to use their hip. I taught them how to use a tambourine. I taught them a lot of shit. And did I enjoy it? No, nigga, watch a movie. That is because it's not your job. It's not your job to, if you want to learn a clap on beat, YouTube is right on your phone, babe. I literally, it's right there. Google Baptist Church and you'll be fine. I, I promise. But I, I just, I was like, I ain't got time. And they're like, Macy, would you mind? Like, you know. Yes, you do mind. Bye. But if I do that, the black kids who do that, like they don't end up in, th they don't, they don't, they don't have a career in theater by school. You're canceled. You're cut out. Well, good thing it's high school and not like anything relevant because it's high school and high school is high trash. school like so fast. Like fuck all of them. The way I'm like done, bye. So this is this is an amazing discussion and it really leads us into our final question on the podcast and everything. So when we're talking about, you know, this idea of like these stereotypes and these boxes that we're put in and like all these like rules and regulations that we have to follow and like all these 
encyclopedias that we're expected to be. Do you think that the media's perception of your people is correct? And if not, would you like to change this and how? What I want in, my, in, in a utopia of sorts, I would want every ignorant ass motherfucker who hasn't been forced to hear the stories of our people as we've grown up. I want them all to watch the like slave movies. I've seen them. My, I, the eugenics are in my soul. I know the terrors. I feel that shit. I don't need to watch it, okay? Um, I don't want to. I want to watch black people succeeding. I want to watch black people like doing what I'm going to fucking do, kill the game. You know what I'm saying? However, I think they have a place in the world for people who deny that it happened or deny the atrocity of it. So if you need to be educated, go get yourself educated. But I don't need to be educated. So I shouldn't have to, my, should, my only option shouldn't be to educate motherfuckers who can Google. Like that's my issue. However, me personally, I think there's a lot of representation. Not a lot, that's not a good word. As far as again, the LGBTQ spectrum by people, by women in particular, are pretty represented in comparison and accepted. I'm not as zero, like zero capitalized. Like they, we, in comparison, we are like, oh, bye. Oh, Miley is bye. Oh, Demi's bye. Oh, this person's, oh, Megan, I'll get texting a bye bitch. And it's so casual. People don't really think about it like that. For me, I have recently kind of taken the, the, the I guess kind of, I guess it's kind of a coming out in a sort, but here we are. I've kind of taken this brand of being sex positive and I really do think like for me it's like I would want to see more representation of people of color black people in particular um who live um what's that word that I identify now like what's out of the ordinary like alternative alternative lifestyles I identify as a black person who lives an alternative lifestyle and even though I present very standard and cookie cutter and I'm smart I can do everything you can do and I still want to like do what I want to do. And that's perfectly, perfectly fine. So I want to see more stories like that. Like, yeah, I grew up in the Baptist church and I like it how I like it. So what about it? I don't know. I want us all to be a little more real with each other. So I identify alternative lifestyle, sex positive. Don't be surprised. Girl, that was perfect. That was the perfect answer for this question. Thank you. And Gabe? Um, I think a lot of qualms about queer narratives uh, from a lot of people that I've talked with in the community is that they all either center around like coming out stories or they are about like how terrible it is to live with like being queer, you know, like it's like similar to what Macy was saying. It's like, I want to see like stories where queer people are succeeding and they are just like that the, the, the being queer is not a huge part of the narrative, but also I want to see like accurate like representations of queer people and specifically trans people, because I think the documentary disclosure on Netflix is fan-fucking-tastic. I made my family watch it. It, it. it takes you from like the genesis of film to now and trans representation throughout that because you see these like really like I was so I almost I almost cried a few times watching it of like seeing trans people be like the butt of some joke or or the reveal of someone's genitals or someone's secondary sex characteristics as this sort of like oh my god he has boobs he's a girl or like she has a penis and and there's a specific scene that that is so it was so horrifying to watch um it's an ace venture pet detective of he he like takes this woman's clothes off she has boobs and then he turns her around to see that they she's she's tucked the penis and then everyone who is in this in this warehouse that this is happening in vomits everyone throws up by because they've seen this 
and it started a chain reaction of all these movies and shows uh, of seeing trans people's genitals and then being vomit induced, you know, like, no, no, no. So like you have, you have stuff like that. And you also have like those, all those medical dramas, Disclosure covers all those, like they have all those medical dramas of like, um, like people like, you know, ER, or like Grey's Anatomy or like whatever. And in those, they have trans characters that have, like they have to stop taking hormones because it's going to kill them. You know, like something that has to do with like validating your own gender or like, and, and, and making the brain match or, or the body match what's up in the brain. That like, like women, like women having like testicular cancer because that the one thing they didn't get rid of is the one thing that's gonna kill them. You know, like the one thing that is still part of them as a man is what's killing them. You know, it's, 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 it's stupid stuff like this that is just like so ingrained in society of like, that's why people think that transitioning is so dangerous. I'm pretty sure, like, I, I bet that's part of the reason that my family was so hesitant to let me start hormones is because like they don't, they obviously, there's not a whole lot of research on it, but they're really afraid of what it's going to do to me. And like, obviously like everyone was like, well, you're not going to be able to have kids. And it's like, yeah, I don't really want to have kids. The thought of like the amount of dysphoria I would have if I had to like, it, cause like when it, it's like estrogen, it's like all about the estrogen that comes back into your body and like, whatever, like I would get so much like dysphoria about my chest that, that I already have. It would, it would be so much worse. And like, just like at, like that was the one thing that like my mom was like, well, you're not gonna be able to have kids if you start hormones. It's like, I don't really think I want to have biological children. There are enough children in the adoption system where it's like I could give someone a happy life with like whatever partner I end up with. And I don't, I don't, I don't think I wanna have kids. Um, but okay, going back to the, what I wanna see in representation is like, um, I was talking about medical dramas it's always, it's always something, it's never, like, I've never seen a really positive representation that is, like, accurate to how I've experienced being trans, which is, um, which is, like, why I am in theater and why I want to, like, why I've, like, started writing more. I, like, literally last night, I submitted three screenplay ideas for my screenwriting class that were all about trans people, and I'm really happy with all of them and I really want to pursue like creating those narratives because they're way more accurate to my lived experiences and I want to see like trans people play them instead of like cis people performing as trans people and I just want I just want to like see trans people be like happy in media like it it's just it doesn't exist Sounds like it's time for curtain call. It's everybody's favorite director, Nico Castro. And I'm your new and upcoming actress and co-host, Kennedy Alexis. I'm that Texas bitch from, well, Texas, who's going to do all this artistic shit that she's going to get her hands into in Los Angeles. Uh, we're going to go with MAC now. And I'm America's favorite queer abolitionist, Gabe. Thank you so much to our amazing guests for this amazing conversation. And then thank you so much to our awesome listeners. See you guys next week.